0: Welcome to another episode of the Lovers and Things podcast,
1: where your favorite couple's favorite couple talks about, about the things they love.
0: <sighs> Welcome back, everyone. My name is Lex.
1: And I'm Greg.
0: And we're here for another episode this week. Yeah.
1: Yes. Episode 38. Look at us. Is this
0: episode 38? Yes. Not you counting. I love that for us. You know, I was
1: <laughs> looking through my notes and I started like journaling as a part of this Lovers and Things uh podcast journey yeah so you know like remember things throughout the week Mm -hmm. and i stumbled upon our my october 2022 note.
0: wow and as you guys know i think the first episode was november November 2022 we're coming up on a year of episodes
1: (laughs) this is weird
0: wow for those of you who have been listening that long thank you for rocking with us yeah that's crazy yeah
1: that that note was full of nonsense (laughs) i think it was something about a cat on a table
0: not a cat on a table and
1: uh wire pants a thing like it was it was very uh, abstract <laughs> and obscure I was I was being creative
0: oh this yeah. is before we got our formatting down I'm sure
1: yeah but I'm glad <laughs> we're here uh with another episode coming up on a year
0: yes how exciting well let's get into the the vibes how is everyone feeling I hope you guys are having a fantastic week um yeah. how are you doing hun buns
1: oh I'm good I'm good I'm out here Um, you know, the past like (laughs) week has been nothing but like rain, yeah, nonstop. Mm -hmm. Uh, to the point where there were like immense flooding around the city, yeah. Um, fortunately, we've been spared, but the the footage on Instagram has been out of control.
0: It's so weird, you know. New York is one of those places that is forever cemented in everyone's mind as like the mecca of all things opportunity and greatness. Mm -hmm. But I'm reminded every other week that New York is rough for the girls. I mean, between the rain, the rent prices, the the rats, and the (laughs) bodegas, honey, I don't know how y'all do it. It's a hot mess out
1: there. And it's jarring because the flooding is so out of control Mm -hmm. that you could tell there has been a change. Like, cause clearly this is not the way they set it up back in the
0: 1920s. <laughs> it wasn't raining well, like it this. It wasn't man. rain
1: like that. So obviously, climate change is a real thing. Yes, it is. Um, but the fact that water was pouring out of the subway's walls. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't, like, know I didn't even know. Like the, I didn't even know water had access to seep through the walls.
0: That is insane. It was giving very much Titanic. When I saw that, I was like Jack, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Rose, honey. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then there was also this one video of like people just dredging through the water. And then there was another video of a true New Yorker in a banana costume and his friend recording a a video.
1: Doing a stanky leg or something.
0: (laughs) Right. So it's like you have two sides of the coin, like complete devastation and then Mm. also content creation. (laughs)
1: That's one thing. People will find a way to get to just still keep the vibes going in the midst of natural disasters. I will
0: say that's the resilience of New Yorkers though. Y'all keep it pushing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, that's people in general. I remember, like, in Florida when we had those hurricanes.
0: Oh, yeah. And the power would be out for a
1: few weeks, and Mm -hmm. we just out here just vibing with no electricity and uh, not a clear plan of getting food for the next three days. Yeah,
0: that's
1: (laughs) so true. So we're just, like, hanging out and laughing at Kiki.
0: That's so true. When people think of Florida, they're like, I could never deal with the heat and the hurricanes. I say, honey, the hurricanes is the best part. Mm-hmm. You get to like not go to school. Like, it's yeah. like a vibe. Like, you're not doing anything. People throw whole hurricane parties yeah. at that point, as long as you've got your canned goods, some bread, and some, some you know, a grill, deli a grill. meat. Yeah, and a grill. You're grill fine. goes a long way. Yeah, you're you know? fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I saw this one footage of a whirlpool in the, in this, in like probably, I think it was Park Slope Brooklyn. Yeah, you said? I think
0: that was Park Slope. How y'all doing, Park Slovers? A a whirlpool? That's wow. That's how much water had risen, and like it seemed as if there was only one major drain Uh in like a five mile area. (laughs) So all the water was rushing to this. Maybe maybe it had like
1: a blockage and it cleared out because it was given like you know when you unplug the sink
0: after doing dishes. Yeah, it literally (laughs) just like, like
1: where's like where's this water going?
0: Very strange man. I don't know. So we'll
1: know. see. We're we're back in the city uh tomorrow. Yes. So we'll see the aftermath yeah. of that, that chaos.
0: Praying for you guys out there. That's wild.
1: Yeah. Anything else been going on with you lately? Since no. our last ep?
0: Ain't nothing going on. Mm-hmm. More of the same. I mean, I be in the house a lot. <laughs> so when it was raining, I just felt like, you know, just very it was gloom and doom for me, but I was, mm-hmm. you know, dry and safe. Um, but no, nothing really going on. I start a new journey tomorrow um with my career, which I'm really excited about. Um, so this week has also just been a lot of preparation for me and things like that. Yeah. And you guys know from our last episode when we talked about the saboteurs that I am a hyper achiever. Okay. And so that means that I don't let anything go and I yeah. want everything to be the best and for me to be the best. Um, so I've been working through those all sorts of feels this week. But other than that, living life very happy, very blessed. What can I say?
1: Yeah, well, it's exciting. Good you know, with new opportunity comes something else. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> whatever that else is, <laughs> I hope it's good. And you know, I got your back through it.
0: Thank you, hun. Buns.
1: Yeah. So I was uh, scrolling through Instagram as one does. As one does. You know,
0: if you will. And
1: uh, I recently started following sh- the Shade Room.
0: Oh, you a
2: recent
1: follower? Yeah. Of the shade like, room? like a month or two ago. No, you lying. Yeah. I had a very sp- sp- sparse, like. A niche of content that I was um, following. Yeah, like cars and niche. watches. Cars, watches, <laughs> uh, men's fashion, uh, and then I started opening up to more news outlets. Okay, um, and one of those news outlets is the Shade Room. Okay, and I I just get caught up in Shade Room's comments, <laughs> and I just can't avoid it. That's the that's one of the problems I have. Yeah, and because uh, I've never. Satisfied with the the mess I see in those co- in that, those comments threads?
0: Yeah, most of the time in the chaos. shade room, the comments don't pass the vibe check at all. And it's funny because I feel like the shade room's entire brand is built off the back of the comments. Yeah, because they're posting regular internet fodder, right? right, right. But they're expecting y'all in the comments to make oh, it viral, my goodness. <laughs> which is exactly what happens. So yeah, I can see why you're taken with that.
1: Yeah, Instagram puts that comments right there, and they'll highlight some the craziest ones, mess and I just chat. get ca- I get caught in it. <laughs> uh, but there was this one post they did about a um like a, a 13 foot alligator that got caught
0: yeah and
1: uh, this and and killed and and the alligator was spotted by, like, a, a wa- someone passing by mm-hmm. uh, with human remains in his mouth, right? Yeah,
0: I saw that story.
1: And I'm like, what is going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And I immediately go to the comments. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is everyone real the saying about this? Because the news wasn't
1: enough. Yeah. And in the news, in the little clip, they, they pulled down an interview, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's this guy recounting his uh, his experience, this, this young, young, he looked young young Black man talking through, like, Man, I was walking by and I saw this alligator and had, and he thought it was like a mannequin in the mouth and it was human remains. It was a, it was bad.
2: Messy. And I, I didn't
1: really take anything of it. I thought he was pretty clear and like explaining what was happening. Like, I would expect anyone to be uh, being asked, but there was this one comment that was like high up that said, Um, a black and articulate on the news, uh, because some sometimes they try us. Mm. And it was as pointing out the fact that he was on the news segment speaking articulate as they described, and mm-hmm. he was black, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. kind of just didn't rub me the right way. Yeah. And it, that. A, and it was ultimately for today. This is the thing that I hate. Is oh, the idea. early,
0: early. We hate yeah.
1: an early. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it out there. The idea that being black and articulate is like noteworthy mm-hmm. or something that should be flagged and, and applauded. Mm-hmm. Um, it, It's, it's like, come on guys. Like, this is this is this, this, this guy was just giving a normal explanation of what was going on. I don't mm. think there was anything about that that required an acknowledgement of the fact that he's black and being articulate.
2: Yeah, that's So I that's wanted to get your take on that.
1: This idea of black and articulate on the news.
0: Well, you know, I like to play devil's advocate. To, to be fair, I do think that in the past we've seen, you know, viral moments come from, you know. Community members who have been interviewed and like they just sound like insane. Like, you remember the one, like, the um, uh, I had to go get my coat pop and the the, cool
2: pop, (laughs) the cool pop, I got bronchitis, and I I
0: got bronchitis. Like, that's hilarious. Not that that woman was not articulate at all. Um, but the storytelling is really funny. Or the um, had your kids, had your wives, right, like right. those sort of viral moments where, like, they find someone to interview about a situation. It's someone who is so dramatic and such a character Animated, that it's just, yeah. yeah, that is so funny. Um, So, mm-hmm. to be fair, perhaps that's what they're talking about. They found someone who could actually tell us what happened. Okay. But I do find concern in people calling out the fact that the young man was black and articulate, to your point, because it's as if to say those things don't naturally just kind of go together. <laughs>
2: Right, like
0: right. as if to say, oh my gosh, guys, we mm-hmm. found a diamond in the rough. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's more to that conversation. And I also think that when we look up the definition of articulate, it literally just means to explain things, to communicate things in a clear and concise way. Yeah. And you can do that in a number of ways. Right. Your tonality, your diction, your um, accent does mm-hmm. not take away from your ability to articulate something, right? right? I can articulate something in a Southern accent. I do it with y'all all the time. Yeah, and if everyone um, can
1: understand, mm-hmm. then it was coherent, and people are following what you're saying. Then it's you articulated. Could say, you can say it's articulate, <laughs> but I think it's probably because uh, I think his his he did not use as much African American vernacular. Mm-hmm or his diet his uh, like dialect wasn't probably of maybe like a southern region sure. he just had like a pretty moderate or like like on un- like abstract or not abstract like a general sure. language diction like words that he was using mm-hmm. so i guess from that perspective they're they're viewing that as articulate and it does a disservice to all the other people that are able to communicate uh, with their regional dialect in very uh clear wording mm-hmm. that everyone in, that can understand um it does a disservice to that and i think it's uh a bit short-sighted as to what it means to be black and articulate
0: and also like language is so nuanced in like for instance i listened to the young man and i could i could guess where he's from regionally right that's yeah. the nuance of how he was saying things and and how he would say certain things but the, i mean so to say that regionally he has just like a general tone is also subjective because if you know what you know then you know that he's probably from the south <laughs> and plus he saw gator so i mean assumably he's context. somewhere context clues people um so yeah i don't know i i see where you're saying but i'm also like yeah what they're trying to imply is that you know, um. Sometimes the way that our communities communicate is not always seen as, um, I don't know, I guess to some people, uneducated is the undertone there. Mm -hmm. Um, Not experienced is the undertone there. And all of that, and we've had this conversation before, is all about proximity to whiteness and what that means in terms of value from a community perspective. And so I think that's the conversation. The conversation is why is articulate and black not synonymous? It should be synonymous, and then why are we as a community calling out something that we should be fighting against? I think that's yeah. it mm-hmm. like
1: fighting against that stereotype.
0: Yeah, but that's a good call. Yeah, it was just
1: yeah, and I was just like that didn't rub me well. Mm-hmm. I was like um, you know people can communicate clearly, mm-hmm. and that could just be that.
0: Yeah. It, and it, it was
1: it was very clear and concise, and that's that it didn't have to be tied to this color of his skin.
0: Exactly. And if he had communicated that in a, a New York accent or a Baston accent or a southern accent, does that mean he articulated any differently? No. It's just yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like it's it it is
1: what Maybe it is. The people in New York would have been like, That's pretty clear. Yeah. yeah I yeah. get what's going on. Totally like, got what he yeah. was
0: saying. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would love to hear you guys' perspective on that one as well because that is a hot topic. Mm-hmm. I know personal experience. I have been in spaces where people have implied that the way that I communicate is is well, I speak so well. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, speak so well compared to whom? beloved speak so well exactly. Get, like what what are you implying Why that here
1: noteworthy
0: and might i say that's not a compliment in fact you playing in my face yeah, because the I minute you, you say were... that we got problems that,
1: yeah because that's like <laughs> i previously thought you weren't gonna make any sense yeah and now that i've gotten to hear you speak mm-hmm. oh you actually do make sense which is offensive
0: yeah it's absolutely offensive so we got to do better if the world is going to project those sort of images and stereotypes on us well, let's at least try to fight them from within the community
1: yeah, and in the meantime, I'll try to level my expectations mm-hmm. when I'm reading shade room comments <laughs> guiltily, <laughs> and not fall victim to the the whirlpool of chaos that could be oh, in those yeah. in those threads.
0: You ain't gonna get no think piece out of out of uh, the shade room. Are you expecting? It's like I'm hate sense? reading.
1: <laughs> I'm hate reading the comments.
0: No, 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 that's yeah. funny though. Oh man, what else is going on in the world? That's a cute little hot topic. Any um, other updates?
1: We took a trip to Target. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, As that's,
0: we do. Let's
1: get into that. As um, we do. Because, you know, at the core of Lovers and Things uh, community, our, yeah. this world, this universe that we're creating,
2: mm-hmm.
1: at the core of that is home decor. And sitting up top that home decor mountain mm-hmm. in the Lovers and Things universe is Target.
0: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Target sitting <laughs> up there, the jewel, the jewel in the crown of Lovers and Things. And uh, we took a trip. We did. Because we had some updates to do. And it was one of those things where we just needed something fast. Like, it was like, let's just get something. We've been dragging our feet on this for yeah. some time. We just need something to get the job done. Yeah. Right? We needed uh, some side tables. We were going to shop, maybe look for some, um, you know, maybe some uh, decor items. Mm-hmm.
0: Small, quick, little, and, low uh, investment
1: items. Yeah, and a, and a planter.
0: Yeah. So we were, what Greg is speaking about is our, um, our, our general living space. Um, You know, because if you guys remember when we first moved into this home, we already knew that the home, because of the size of the home and the height of the ceilings and all that kind of stuff, that we needed to take a more um, minimal approach. Again, we took more of a mid-century sort of modern approach to the overall styling. Um, But that sort of development came after quite a bit of time actually living in the space and deciding what it worked. So some of the initial purchases that we had made for that space no longer fit. Felt like us now that we had, you know, again lived in it, kind of seeing the house at all sorts of angles and seasons and what have you. And one of the glaring issues in our living room, in particular, was this olive tree that I had bought when we first moved in because I wanted that space to feel filled. Yeah. Um, and at the time, the aesthetic was a lot more warm, neutral. Um,
1: sparse sp- sparse yeah.
0: almost and also if you guys know this aesthetic that I'm talking about it's like extremely neutral we're talking like the neutral couch and the neutral rug and like no bold colors not a lot of blacks more so tans creams browns and that sort of vibe that was yeah. my initial thought
1: so you bought this olive tree
0: I bought this olive tree thinking that that would fit that particular aesthetic mm-hmm. you know a little a little leaning into Magnolia Home, just a tad, yeah, like yeah. that sort of vibe. But that did not end up being our aesthetic. <laughs> I,
1: I don't think you ever liked that olive tree. I feel like the moment we put it, I think you were kind of like,
0: eh.
1: It didn't really give you that, like, wow, this is it. It when did first not. It.
0: And the reason why it didn't was because the olive tree was first and then our credenza was next. The olive tree next to the credenza, a mess.
1: Okay, It, it was not yeah.
0: working. It was not working. Because
1: the credenza itself had the steel mesh mm-hmm. in the front, which inherently has a lot of tiny details. Yes. I think the tiny details of the credenza match with the tiny details of an olive tree mm-hmm. kind of clash where it just looks like, like kind of like detail overload, like uh, static in yeah, some ways. Yeah,
0: true. And I think the black metal credenza is also such a statement piece. Mm-hmm. Like it is a, it is a big... I was gonna say a big black dark thing That's sounds terrible, <laughs> but it's like a it's this massive thing that also feels a, a tad bit industrial. Yeah. And the olive tree is admittedly not industrial. Yeah, it's, like
1: it, I feel like accompanying an olive tree like that would have been like a wood a natural woody agreed thing that had a lot of wood grain on it. Yes. And I think that would have balanced it out and and probably more white uh, lighter color mm-hmm. things like a light brown. Yes. Um, but yeah and. Uh, you you uh got rid of it. I had to get I, rid I, of um, it. I, you asked me to list it.
0: I sure did. I said, babe, um, get rid of this thing here.
1: On offer up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I'm good at. I'm good at listing things on offer up and getting rid of stuff.
0: And it was wonderful. We yeah. sold it. I bought it for like 70. We got rid of it for 30. I took a loss, but what mm-hmm. can you do? But in place of the olive tree, um, we decided to go with a bird of paradise, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, the bird of paradise plant. So this one has larger, rounder um, leaves to it. Much larger, right? Like just full on sort of large leaves um, that are nice and broad, um, soft around the angles of it all. And so I felt like that accompanied much better what we had going on in the living room than the olive tree.
1: Right, so you buy this um, bird of paradise tree, yes. like a large palm tree. Yes, six And foot. it comes in on probably... The smallest planter that I've ever seen in my life. Oh my it was gosh, literally like you, the intent of that was to not use this planter. It's just supposed to supposed to plop it. To yeah, something. and that's the thing. That we buy whole plants. We're left with this conundrum of like, okay, what do we put this th- massive tree inside of?
2: Mm-hmm. And, and
1: and you know, we were like really interested in the fact that our our space had a lot of angular fixtures so, mm-hmm. so far. We needed something that had softer edges and more that just kind of introduced a new shape. So we're looking at rounded planters, softed planters, and they were all like, what, like 200 bucks and, and up? Yeah. And we weren't really ready to pull the trigger on something like that, right? And no,
0: it's not. it's not even the, it was sure the cost, like the ones that we wanted because we wanted a larger one was the other thing. But then also because of the need for us to have something a little taller in the room, a lot of what we had, And that space was all the same leveling in the room, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. So in order to provide some sort of visual sort of, um, I guess, intrigue, I wanted it to be a little higher in the space, at least halfway the height of the television that is on the wall, our frame TV. And so, when I was doing my research, I was able to find these beautiful rounded planters, which were really nice from places like CB2 and Anthropology, and yeah, a tad bit pricey. But even then, they weren't going to provide the height that we needed in order to make that corner feel special. Okay. And so, this is how we ended up in Target, y'all, because we were like, we have the tree. Where's the planter? Let's just go to Target. We looked online. Mm-hmm. And
1: we found this really cool planter online, and it was the way a it was staged, mm-hmm. it looked like it was a perfect size, mm-hmm. the perfect height, mm-hmm. and um, it would, you know, it would be like great. Let's just go and look at it and get it.
0: And mind you, this evening time, like this is not something me and Greg did on Saturday at twelve o'clock. Yeah, we were just like after we did work. this yeah, we're like, like a Wednesday at eight. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> we were like, let's go and find something.
1: So we nail it. We got this. We got this. Um, uh, the the planter that we want. I think we even found, like, a side table that we want, and they we're like, let's go get it. We get to Target, and we're looking for this large golden planter. Yes. And.
0: With the pedestal, by the way. With the pedestal. Because it had, we needed the height, if you recall.
1: And then I'm looking around, and I, I don't see it. <laughs> and, and I see, like, these, like, bowls at the bottom, like these golden bowls that look very similar. Mm-hmm. And I go, like, babe, do you think that's the planter, this mass this like large cereal bowl mm-hmm. if anything that it it's definitely not a massive planter
0: it was not giving planter it was on the bottom
1: shelf i'd say about 10 inches tall like yeah, didn't it, love was it not the sizable planter Mm-mm. but it did have that cool gold effect
0: it did it did gold is a kind of like a brassy gold mm-hmm. is one of the accent colors um or accent i guess uh
1: finishing probably, Yes,
0: accent finishes that we have in that space. So.
1: so then we're like, all right. Well, we're here. We're at Target, and we're we're not gonna leave here empty handed. At yeah. least that's what I was thinking. I was like, we're gonna make something work.
0: <laughs> because again, we had extensively researched the other options. So it's like, if it's not this, then it's nothing. Ain't nothing because else, we went to the planter else,
1: section with the home and garden. Oh,
0: and it's sad. literal
1: like litter watering plant.
2: Sad. Like, sad this is an
1: artificial that. tree it does not need water we don't need the features <laughs> mm-hmm. of all that and it was very plasticky and very like like um you ut- like just like um utilitarian mm-hmm. in a sense it, mm-hmm. it just gets the job done if you needed a planter we didn't we needed a, a vibe yeah so we go back we're walking around and um i see this like empty high black frame mm-hmm Beautiful basket, like a high lifted basket, an elevated basket. Yeah. That's on this metal frame.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, babe, I found it. It's perfect. This, it's beautiful. I loved it. The I minute put, I
0: saw it, I was like, this is it. This I is it.
1: Put the planter in it. Oh my. Our, our minds exploded.
0: Like, this is gorgeous. And it's like this idea of, Because, again, Greg and I like to play with texture and tone. So, I was like having this sort of Mm -hmm. metal piece inside of this other piece. And it was giving layer and texture and depth. And we were like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure it was a moment where we both squealed and (laughs) jumped and (laughs) held each other's arms.
0: You're like, yes, we did. And
1: uh, I saw another one. Mm -hmm. But this other one, the same one, but it was holding like napkins. (laughs) Like, uh, not napkins, like uh, linens, (laughs) dining room table linens. Like little And I saw uh, another one and it was holding like uh, other decor. Tell me why this thing was a prop that was holding the 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 stuff that they had for sale.
0: We were so mad. It was
1: not an item for sale. It was holding. It's something Target had to hold stuff.
0: Yeah, you guys know how you go into like the Magnolia Home section. It's staged, all cute and stuff. We fell in love with one of the staging pieces. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait wait, wait
2: a second. You know
1: (laughs) me. I don't take no for an answer. Like out the gate, I'm like, wait. Is there a way we could talk to like a manager? and be like yo can you just sell this to us this we'll, we'll figure out a price right now we How even much you want looked for
0: online to see if someone if like someone could yeah. get it for
1: us it tell me why someone had one for sale online. They stole it at their Target probably. Yeah, I was
0: probably. like, what Target employee over here back selling their stuff?
1: <laughs> and I was tempted to buy that right? one. Right. I was like, wait, it's in Utah. Can we get that shipped? Yeah. Because it was a really cool looking metal frame thing.
0: It would have been perfect if I'm to be honest. It would have been um, great.
1: So you brought me down to earth mm-hmm. and it was like, we cannot <laughs> ask these managers, these people to sell us their uh, staging things. Because yeah. like, there was also another staging thing, a wooden crate. That they had tipped on the side to hold uh, more, like, things for sale. just stuff. I was like, this is beautiful, too. (laughs) I was more in love with the staging items Mm -hmm. than the items that they were staging in those items. Yes, agreed. Um, so, begr- uh, begrudgingly, I had to continue the search, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm helping you find this thing.
0: Yeah. Because at that point, we were thinking, okay, what we loved about this particular staging piece was the height of it, right? So, we also wanted to keep that gold brass bowl. So, it's like, okay, how do we create this height without, you know, getting rid of the cool sort of um, weavy metal kind of vibe? Yeah. Uh,
1: skeletal or... Geometric, a good word. Yeah. Uh, framing of giving volume, mm-hmm. but also giving a uh, low density with the the thin metal frames. Or, mm-hmm.
2: or metal.
1: Uh, so we're looking around and we find baskets and we're trying, we're, we're like, how do we make this small golden planter work? Mm-hmm. And then we find this, um, a basket, large that, basket, like, I'd say large like an
0: extra large, uh, black woven basket
1: yeah it's got framing to it mm-hmm. and it's like well if we could probably put the planter in it
0: right because we were f- thinking that creates some sort of visual depth to have the gold inside of that and we're like okay yeah. we tried it and it was cute
1: yeah it was and cute. uh and then I, f- I flipped it over and we're like we'll put the planter on top of it and mm-hmm. get some some uh, elevation out of this as yep. well um so we settled on that yeah and we we bought that with the golden thing and we mm-hmm. The way we stage in our home is the baskets upside down with yep. it on top to give vertical space. Matter of fact, I think we should post it both ways to get everyone's thoughts. Like, did we stage it the right way with it oh, upside yeah. down? Or we can flip it and put the planter in it to get people's thoughts on that as well. Oh,
0: yeah. Let us Maybe know what people you think. Maybe
1: vote. Like, which one's better?
0: And it could give you ideas of ways that you can create, you know, visual interest in your home with very simple items, right? Because the glass... Not the glass. Um, the metal planter by itself is a vibe. Yeah. And the basket by itself probably was going to hold blankets or whatever in right. any different a scenario. Throw pillows. Uh, throw pillows and things like that. But you can create additional visual interest and think outside of the box sometimes with these sorts of things. Um, and I think that's what we were able to do. And I, I like the way it, it ended up, honestly. Yeah, it it gives us that height well. we needed.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, that planter in general was just way too small for what we were looking for. Yeah. So, in our space, we needed something to fill a, a, a larger void. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, by hacking it and mm-hmm. mixing and matching other pieces and turning, literally turning something upside down, yeah. we were able to, I think, create something that kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I want to get everyone's thoughts on that because uh, that was uh, interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And the other thing we got was a side table.
0: Ah, uh, yes. We also got a side table because we had been looking for, oh, in both of these cases, for both the planter and the side table, we had decided that our core um, pieces in the home were all very angular. So anything else that we bring into the space is going to have have some sort of curvature, um, hence the, the round planter and the round basket. And then this particular piece as well has lots of curve mm-hmm. and it's super cute. And I honestly didn't see this one. Like Greg found this one online and we were just like, oh, okay, let's see if they have it. And it ended up being the perfect yeah. addition. This one was that,
1: that does not does not photograph well. No, like it did online, not look like that at all. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was a hand like it was like fake graining. You mm-hmm. know, ever seen that fake grain wood grain a- effect mm-hmm. where it appears like wood and they but when you touch it it's like flat and it's like a a graphic Mm -hmm. or someone like drew it type of feature but this one like it looked like that online but when we saw it in person it actually had depth and actual graining Mm -hmm. and reflectiveness within those grooves to create like a really nice texturing effect
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and
1: we'll post that too we'll move it around like we'll post a video of that to kind of give you guys an idea of like the texturing we're speaking to, and I think that elevates the um the the space a bit more yeah. by adding uh, a feature that looks very natural and and uh, I think that one as well, like lever- leveraging details like that is a cool way to elevate a space, and uh, I think you guys should should check that one out too.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think the one thing that we are learning as we're crafting our home is sometimes taking your time to really pull the pieces together is important because what's immediately available to you may not be the best fit. So definitely patience, I'd say it's definitely the key. But then also thinking about making each of your, uh, the pieces that you bring into your space, making them a moment, allowing them to be their own mini moment. Yeah, Like I think the a planter vibe that we created is its own moment separate from the rest of the space. Uh And the same thing with that side table, it's definitely a moment. And so thinking outside of the box and creating these small visual interest sort of vibes in the space has been so fun for us. And I think as we continue to look for places to source things, to continue to bring the home to life is being really fun. Like again, Target is a quick go-to place that, you know, we can always reference if we just, think that we can find something that's also a good price. Yeah. Um. But then there are additional places that we have been looking into over these last couple of weeks, Um. Mm. places for decor and furniture and accent chairs and all of that, that are new onto the scene that are helping us build these visual interest pieces as well.
1: Yeah. And I think as you find like ways to like elevate your home, I think there are different tips, like I mentioned with the graining. Is there any, like, tips that you would suggest, like, an easy way to, like, elevate a home or add, like, luxury to a home I would say
0: one of the easiest ways to add luxury to your home is definitely adding in um, fresh florals is one of my favorite things to do. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I am always adding fresh florals to the home because it's an inexpensive way to bring in seasonality to your home. Ooh, to bring, seasonality. Okay. Yeah, seasonality like because every season I bring in different florals. Yeah, the same. I don't bring in uh, summer florals in the fall and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, I think florals are the easiest, most inexpensive way to bring luxury into your home. Mm -hmm. And it is so, and I think it's because it's absolutely unnecessary. And what I mean by that is of the things that you are bringing into your home, flowers are probably the last thing you're thinking of um especially when you're building like your vases and side tables and all this kind of stuff it's absolutely unnecessary and right. sometimes i think that's what luxury leans into <laughs> like the that extra yeah. that extra little bit of parmesan on top of your rigatoni that you don't mm. really need yeah. but like it just adds a little extra bit of spice <laughs> And so that's absolutely what I think florals are, a little just bit of luxury. Some of my favorite florals, um, I'm a rose girl most Mm -hmm. of the time. I love white roses. It sounds so basic, but I'm telling you, white roses just sing to my soul. Um, But also from a seasonal perspective, during fall and winter months, I like to lean into more... um, Sort of branches, leaves, not necessarily florals, but sort of dried branches are a beautiful thing um, to like to bring in. Oh, anywhere. You can get those. you can get them from home goods. You can get them from home oh, okay. Sense. Trader Joe's always has a beautiful assortment of flowers. If I need something unique, I usually try to go to Trader Joe's. Really? Yes. You'd wow. be surprised. Trader Joe's has an amazing section. But mm-hmm. then also your local uh, sort of um, nurseries, floral nurseries and things like that yeah. will definitely be more of your seasonal turns. Um, for places like that you want to get flowers from.
1: Right? Ra- yeah, you're, you're rotating consumable. Yeah, yeah I think you go to they, Costco too, right? Don't you oh yeah,
0: you in Costco. Costco is where I get my roses from because you get a good, um, healthy set of roses at a good price. Um, they're usually less expensive than where you would get them. Um, otherwise, like Target sometimes has florals, but they will always be more expensive than you will at Costco. Um, so roses from Costco are my go-to. Um, but yeah, so as of late, I have been playing around with more, uh, burgundy, burnt orange and yellow florals because I feel like that's just more fall. So that's what I mean by seasonality, like bringing in the season into your home.
1: It it creates such a vibe and it it does have a a very interesting effect of like, luxurifying, if that's even a word it a is space. today
2: <laughs> like even uh,
1: I think there was this one thing where you put like one flower inside of a
2: mm-hmm.
1: a glass vessel of some sort yeah I do that just sometimes. that one natural flower mm-hmm. creates a really cool effect
0: thank you but yeah guys a nice simple trick. And I think if you want to start out with, um, you know, playing around with floral design, mm-hmm. again, Trader Joe's, good price. And you can start feeling what your vibe is. Maybe you're not a rose person. more Maybe you're more of a hydrangea girl. I don't know. Um, but I think playing around and deciding what makes your heart feel good um, is also, you know, the fun part about playing with florals. It's 100% up to you what you bring into your home, which is nice. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I was on... The internet, as I am sometimes. Oh, great. And I stumbled upon Banana Republic Home.
0: Oh, see, this is what I was talking I about when I was saying, like, the new stuff that's popping up. There yeah. are new brands popping up with home stuff.
1: Yeah, you notice that too, right? Yeah. Like, this idea that... Because we saw it was our home. You mentioned our home in a past as, yeah. like, a place you'd recommend for, for pieces.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then now, Banana Republic Home
2: mm-hmm.
1: is a very interesting proposition it is um and i stumbled upon that um their like business and i was like this is so interesting to transition from their lifestyle brand their um you know general clothing to a home in in that regard Mm -hmm. um so looking at their site i was really blown away you can tell like they really partner with um artisans and designers of pieces because what they make like what they have offering it does not have like a it has a very unique aesthetic to it it has like unique design motifs that i i haven't seen used a lot in pieces very dramatic uh statements uh being done in their furnishings sure and um it was it was hard to kind of like position them or identify like exactly where they sit. And it really clicked to me when I started looking at like CB2 Mm. and seeing like, okay, CB2, I've always known CB2 for being the place where I would kind of lean into for more dramatic pieces that, you know, aren't like foundational and kind of like just things that you kind of gleam over, Mm -hmm. but things that you want to stop and like take in the details of. Sure. And that's where I kind of saw banana republic sitting at like Mm -hmm. competing with like a cb2 Mm -hmm. when it comes to certain furnishings and fixtures Mm -hmm. um and the pricing is very similar too that's one thing i noticed um but that journey of you know clothing design and home design i've always mentioned is like i see a lot of similarities in the two Mm -hmm. um for example like with suiting and things like that, you you are layering textured fabrics and different thing, like tweeds and and wools and things of that nature with different prints and patterning um, where it comes like the pinstriping. And I've always saw that parallel between that and like bedding, for example, with the comforters and your fitted sheets, and your top sheets and all that and the the accents you could put on the bedding. Uh, but seeing that actually being translated into the real world is actually pretty dope. And I know you've been interested in Zara
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and Zara Home. I di- dived into Zara Home and I noticed their design motif has been a lot of thin features and and uh, a minimalistic approach to things with uh, with, like, lots of use of, like, leather weaving and things like and weaving of that nature mm-hmm. on me- metal frames sure i thought that was pretty cool
2: too
1: mm-hmm. um and knowing zara has a very um geometric approach to things in fashion like they emphasize a lot of minimalist uh, aesthetics and and um draping of clothing and and sharp angles and is what you notice a lot in zara pieces mm-hmm. so to see that translate into home is pretty cool
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah, I agree. I think it's it's something that came out of the the need for home to be truly a place of um of a, a true representation of who you are as a person by way of the pandemic, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we saw a lot of these home brands being birthed when people were um, at home all the time.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> When people weren't buying um, tons of clothes, right? People weren't going to Zara or Banana Republic to do tons mm-hmm. of clothes shopping because no one was going anywhere. Um, and so I think the emergence of these are really interesting and in that for me, the the idea of You know, who buys from Banana Republic Home versus like a CB2 or a Zara home? Yeah. And I think that all also, the way you're saying like lifestyle connection, I think it's also brand identity a lot too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when I was looking at the offerings for Banana Republic Home, I was like, oh, this gives old money a little bit. (laughs) And what I mean by that is like, it felt, um it felt like heritage it felt like pedigree and I think by way of the items that they were highlighting right like a lot of it felt like artifacts or historical things that could have been heirlooms from a family member before
2: yeah and
0: that differentiates it from something like a Zara home which does feel more modern um more um minimalist minimalist uh, which is not at all a heritage or heirloom piece, those things are usually more intricate and, and just feel like a little more unique. Um, And so I think, you know, when you're looking at all these places and deciding if you want to invest in any of these um, for your home, it could be a fun exercise to decide, you know, would you shop at that place for your personal style? Exactly. (laughs) Like, because when I look at the pieces, I personally, some of the banana Republic home pieces speak to me. Um, but most of them are not really my vibe. Right, right. But that's because me as an individual, I am a little more edgy. I'm a little more um, I'm a little more leather metal leaning, which is why I'm more of a Zara home girl. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, outside angles. of sharp and, yeah. angles, like I'm more drawn to that. So I do find it interesting that Banana Republic is playing into that because their consumer is definitely someone who closely, who likely closely identifies with what that brand stands for in terms of society and lifestyle right. and, and who I am as a person because I wear Banana Republic. Yeah, and you even I mean?
1: the, the color tonality of the pieces. Yeah, can, warm, you know, tan. Warmer. Yeah. You know, I, could, I definitely could see <coughs> being dressed. In Banana Republic, yeah, and uh, experiencing those furnishings, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was uh, pretty fascinating. I, and I'm loving this like trend. It seems like it's becoming a trend now mm-hmm. with home and cl- and fashion design, yeah, merging together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> And, uh, you know, looking at Banana Republic, I think we should pay them a visit. Um, Yeah. their location in in Manhattan.
0: Why not? We'll take you guys through it. Yeah, we'll take a tour and we'll create content, dare I say, around the experience.
1: Yeah. And uh, the thing else, you know, Banana Republic home, they have 18 locations in the U.S. That's crazy. A lot of them in Southern California. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. There's a couple (laughs) locations in the New York area. Also makes sense. Bizarre home. I couldn't find anything. It seems like they're mostly European.
0: Well, you know, I feel like only Banana Republic only. is probably more of a U.S.-based brand in terms yeah. of who they sell to, but Zara, I think, the is an international brand. Yeah,
1: there's a Spanish company. Yeah,
0: they're Spanish, so it makes sense that they wouldn't have anything here, and I do think that um, Zara Home probably makes more sense for it not to be here in the States quite yet. Yeah. Zara has a lot of storefronts that they're already managing. Um, it makes sense for them not to take that leap quite yet.
1: Right. So you can only access our home online. Mm-hmm. But it's it'll be cool to get into Banana Republic because the other thread that I've noticed on both of their websites yeah. is <clears throat> there is a, like, a home, ready-to-wear home clothing aspect yeah like
0: linens and loungewear loungewear because again that's another concept that became really popular during the pandemic when people still wanted to feel special at home and i think by way of that again all this home stuff that's popping up it's this it's this full 360 of lifestyle lifestyle and home and style I love that. Me too.
1: And, and it's cool to see, you know, Zara, Zara's interpretation of of loungewear. Yeah. Banana Republic's interpretation of loungewear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, I saw, I caught a glimpse. We caught a glimpse of that um, with um, Restoration Hardware. Yeah. Where they had like a bathrobe, slippers. Yeah. Things like that, and that was we love the, their little slippers. slippers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we used to re-up. get
0: into them slippers yeah we do yeah. need more of those those are good
1: so I'm, I'm loving to see that and i wanted to get your opinion on something because sure. like with this idea of fashion um with regards to clothing and interior design coming together is there like a brand that you would love to see come up with a home line Ooh. like a designer or a clothing company that You appreciate their aesthetic and you think that aesthetic could translate perfectly to home design. And like what kind of pieces would you want to see from them?
0: Mm. You know who I'm going to say? I want to see Hanifa. I want to see Hanifa do home. If you guys aren't familiar, Hanifa is a a black women owned um, clothing brand. Um, definitely a luxury leaning brand in terms of price point and quality of fabrics and things like that design. Um, they are a designer brand. So they have, they have designer collections that come out every so often.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I absolutely love Hanifa. One of my favorite dresses of all time. If y'all want to head over to my Instagram, there's a cutout pink number on there, honey, that is a Hanifa number and I love it. Um, But yes, the reason why I say that is because that dress is actually the reason why <laughs> Hanifa is, um, a curve a curve conscious brand so i would in a color conscious brand and what i mean by that is that they're always leaning into tonalities that look beautiful on, on black and brown skin okay. and i would love to see that in home i've seen trends especially with um more gen z sort of home styling mm. that their that aesthetic is totally different than the aesthetic that we have it's a lot more um colorful in my mind, chaotic, but I think that's yeah. the the beauty of what they have going on. I feel like Hanifa would definitely serve that sort of demographic, but I would also put pieces from Hanifa in my home if they were to lean into um, linens. I would love to see Hanifa pillows. I yeah. would love to see Hanifa vases, and I would also love to see Hanifa artwork. If Hanifa ever partnered with an artist to create a collection of of, of, of paintings that would be sold as prints um, that were colorful and bold and had that curve that they're kind of known for. I would absolutely get into it. I think the world needs more color and it needs more fun texture and Hanifa could do it.
1: Yeah, and I, I see there I see the from the dress that you wore, the most notable thing about that dress is the the fabric, the textile. beautiful. And I would love to see like an abstract wall piece Mm -hmm. where it's fabric, woven fabric from Hanifa Mm -hmm. that you kind of hang up on a wall or you could frame. Yeah. Frame the fabric. I love that. that Because there's so much like the the woven patterning that they use on that dress is like very intricate.
0: It was gorgeous. And it's like
1: you keep all sharp objects away from it because you you'll pull a thread. <laughs> it's uh, gonna go. <laughs> so imagine that like it will be so way. dope as like a uh, an accent chair or something like that. Like yeah. where um you know that fabric that they use in the dresses mm-hmm. and the clothing that they make um, move into like even a throw. Or something yes. like that. Or a couch.
0: I agree. Textiles, fabrics, lin- all that for sure. I could see Hanifa doing. Mm-hmm. And even if they wanted to dip their toe into like um flatware, like uh, plating and things like that, I could see some of the the metals that they have used With as like well. And to it, yeah, yeah, like a nice curvy uh, you know, um silverware mm-hmm. set and things like that. I could see that as well. Maybe even some bold choices in terms of plating as yeah. well. Like the world needs more color. I know our home, we are trying our hardest to get more color up in here as well. Right. So I would buy from Hanifa Home, honey. Hanifa girl, if you decide to do it, Hanifa, because Hanifa's a person, you know. Yeah. Hanifa, if you decide to do home, you know, partner with your girl. I ain't asking to get credit, but put me on the creative direction team. You I feel me?
1: That. I would love that. I'm
0: here for it. What would you do though? I'm curious if you had to choose a brand.
1: You know what does the world need? You know what? I've been following Telfar. Okay,
0: Telfar um
1: for the past few years. Yeah. And one thing I love about Telfar, the brand and what they've been creating is their comfort in stark minimalism. Mm Mm-hmm but with very intentional branding. Mm-hmm. And I think that would translate so dopely, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's a word, <laughs>
0: Dope. It is didn't into it?
1: home decor. Because, you know, a lot of times when you're uh, participating, and I call it participating because, you know, I think Telfar is a lifestyle brand that... Um, Unites everyone
0: mm-hmm. in a very
1: unique way that you don't often see in luxury. That's fair. Um, and, you know, it's like luxury for all. Yeah. And I think a Telfar uh, home line,
2: mm-hmm. you,
1: you know, because they are not ashamed of l- leveraging that logo, logo into pieces, I could see the a, a very stark minimalist um, couch with mm-hmm. the, you know, their responsibly uh, sourced uh patent leather yep um with like a bold Telfar logo legs mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the couch just sitting on this those uh that that uh, Telfar clemens cute logo mm-hmm. uh, that would be so cool like just the bold in your face branding mm-hmm. could be refreshing in a home and because it because it's somewhat of a statement mm-hmm. you're kind of letting those who are experiencing your home know that you know you align with the values of the brand yes and i think it's it'll be so dope to just have or even like a rug with the massive logo on the bottom i agree and it kind of leaning into kind of what you know like um uh i forgot his name the designer that passed virgil abloh mm-hmm. like what he's done with like overt branding mm-hmm. and when he had that capsule with ikea yeah where he applied his overt branding onto rugs, mm-hmm. it was so jarring, um, because you saw like a traditional rug, like a you know traditional rug motif with the large branding. Imagine that with like the Telfar logo. Yeah, I think that would be kind of kind of dope, and I think it'll align well with like people who have um, you know homes that are very open to a lot of creative expressionism. Fun um, by way of you know the art, and you having the pieces lean into that i think that'll be pretty pretty
0: cool i love that i think you're spot on with that and i also think that again it would bode well with uh the younger generation and more crea- creative minds as well yeah because i do think that a lot of Telfar's aesthetic to me is so retro i shouldn't even say retro Child, is that old for me to say it's so throwback early 2000s 90s early 2000s, yeah. 90s, early early 2000s, 2000s yeah. which has been like a recirculation in terms of like just style now. I could see that being a hit for people who want to really lean into that if they decide to go that route. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's cute. I could I'd yeah. buy a tell for a piece
1: or plates, you know. And the way could see us like incorporating it in our space um as like you know because there is there's very minimal branding in our home. We don't yep. lean into like word Mm-mm. stuff or text. You don't have a lot of that not yet uh, anyway <laughs> so imagine like the moment you do interact with something with a, a branding or logoing it's like on a dinner plate or yeah. it's on the um the blanket that mm-hmm. we give you when you're cold and it's like oh wow that's like and it, it like works well with a yeah i think it could incorporate nicely into a mid-century modern home where things are more more uh muted and uh, mostly focused on the structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then to this inc- to f- like seep in a bit of overt branding would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really nice because, you know, the same way we were talking about Banana Republic Home and Zara Home and how people buy into the identity of these brands. Right. And to have those sort of pieces in your home really shows how committed you are to whatever it is, le- whatever language that brand is speaking. The same thing for like Telfar and Hanifa who have um really strong brand identities, I think. And so being able to to purchase a piece and actually have it physically in your home says a lot about who you are as a person, what you support and what you stand for. Yeah. And so I think that would be really, really cool.
1: That's dope. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I know you've been tapping into AI. Yeah. It'll be cool <laughs> if we gave AI a prompt uh-huh. to create home decor based off of like those designers like Ooh. Hey, 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 i don't know how ai works i'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you go hey ai mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you <laughs> hey ai and you tell it like <laughs> oh make a couch based off of Hanifa or yeah. i don't know we should try that
0: we should see if it works if it works we'll share it with you guys we'll, yeah. we'll play around in the ai world
1: yeah we'll avoid <laughs> the fingers because that's one thing that creeps me out about ai is how it like just like Makes fingers look so gross.
0: Yeah, Google AI fingers and let <laughs> Please,
1: us know. <laughs> don't do that. You spare yourself the trauma. Oh, uh, it's so gross. It is mad uh, creepy. I think they're working on that.
0: <laughs> As they should.
1: Yeah. I think now is a good time for things we love.
0: Things we love.
1: I, th- I think for things we love, we should incorporate or yeah. uh, highlight pieces from Banana Republic home or Zara Home.
0: Yeah, either me. or, think that works? because I think both of them, again, like depending on what you're, you're going for, you obviously find the basics at each, but I think each of them has their strong suits.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So Banana Republic, popcorn to you. What do you think Banana Republic is hot for?
1: So uh, when I was looking at Banana Republic's website, I was just immediately drawn to their accent chairs. Yeah. I think if there's one thing to buy from Banana Republic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it would be an accent chair for them because they are so uniquely designed mm-hmm. and so dramatic that it puts the definition mm-hmm. into accent chair. like that's one of the things like with like West Elm, I think they' they have a more reserved approach to furniture design
0: Definitely So I
1: think West Elm is great for the large pieces mm-hmm. in your home with very subtle design cues
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the like our couch for example that we got in mm-hmm. our dining table. But when you talk, I talk about accent chair.
0: Yeah, you
1: want something that is gonna accent the place, something that's sure. super dramatic and kind of dope in and of itself as a kind of doubles as an art piece. Yep. Um, and I think Banana Republic has done that very well. And you mentioned like the heirloom effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this one chair that we were looking at that had this. It looked like a tribal, like, art, like a uh, design piece, and mm-hmm. it. it it looks. Like you could convince someone that you found that in Machu Picchu, yeah, (laughs) and you like you strapped that to the back of a jeep and brought (laughs) it back to the states. Like that's Mm -hmm. how like eclectic it was, and I think it's you know that's kudos to the designers of those pieces because I think from the idea of heritage and heirloom aesthetic, Mm -hmm. um, they really nailed it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. Chairs
1: from Banana Republic.
0: I agree. And you said something that made me want to note to everyone listening as well, that all of these places, one of the things to consider is the sizing of the furniture versus the size of your space. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have not been to Banana Republic Home yet, but when we do, we will take note of the sizing of it because um, depending on how how um, how big the pieces are, that's something to consider um, with your space um for instance like we would go to restoration hardware and everything there is big as heck so like th- yeah. nothing would make sense in a home like ours that is 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 a bit more close in terms of you know the spacing and ceiling height and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm curious for banana republic home these accent chairs how how big are they how accenty are they but we'll answer that question <laughs> when <Yeah>. we go <laughs>
1: That's a good question.
0: Yeah, like it's, how big can they go?
1: A, that is a thing. That's you. You looking at stuff online. Yeah, you don't have an idea of scale. Of I mean, scale. they might give dimensions, but
0: but still, you got to yeah. see it in the space.
1: Oh, which um, reminds me, I remember we were looking for our couch. Oh God, and, uh, <laughs> you know they had many options for dimensions. Yeah, and we took like like. Of a refrigerator box and like cut it to size, yeah, and laid it on the floor to get an idea of how wide this mm-hmm. couch would be,
0: yeah, um, because
1: we have a very particular dining uh living room space.
0: We do um,
1: that, was pretty funny to see us. And I think I laid over the cardboard <laughs> to
0: see like, how comfortable we would babe? be. Does this, look, does this look reasonable, yeah? You got to take the extra steps. This is why we did a lot of West Elm, I think, is because they had, um, frankly um more minimal pieces that came in the sizing that we needed. So yeah. something to consider.
1: So what's um, the thing you love?
0: For me, I'll do Zara. So I think mm-hmm. for Zara home, um, while I do, it's kind of almost a tie. I love their um their linen selection, like sheets and things like that. Ooh. I think that they have a really nice selection of designs and I textures agree. available for for the price. Um, so that is going to be tied with their knickknacky stuff, like their small, small decor pieces, like vases and mirrors and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, with those two things, I would say more of the small details are what you would probably want to lean into Zara Home for, as opposed to a Banana Republic, where it seems as if your bigger pieces, um, are what's going to give you
1: your your bang for your buck.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so that's what I would say. Cool. Mm-hmm. I
2: love
1: that. Yeah, we should uh, you know, get something because like uh, these textile and linen things, that's really yeah, we should. And you I'll know, I time love for some new bedding, right? yeah, we love switching
0: it up. So let's see, let's let's order something from Zara Home. Yeah, we will review it for you guys and give you the full the full um, insight because truly we are just talking about looks and vibes. But once we experience it for ourselves again, going into Banana Public Home, trying the Zara linens, we'll let y'all know what it's hitting on.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, if you think of a brand that you would love to com- to have like a capsule of home products, uh, let us know in in the in the comments because maybe there's another brand that you would love to see come up with something. Maybe Ralph Lauren. Mm. I could see them coming up with something dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever been to their stores, they have like a very particular aesthetic. I think... Uh, they also think have
0: a, a very like Americana heritage yeah. sort of vibe. That would be interesting.
1: That would be pretty cool to see them with uh home. and I guess if you go into the stores... Stores that you like, yeah, that could be an inc- insight to how they would do with home decor.
0: Ooh, that's true. Because you know, whenever you walk into a store, it's designed in a very particular way, way that not only showcases the clothing, but also gives you a vibe of like what it is to exist in these clothes by in way the, of lifestyle. This
1: universe. Yeah, is, yeah, this
0: universe. So that would be cool. I'm trying to think of any other store or brand that I've visited. But I don't be in the stores like yeah, that yeah. no more, y'all. I'd be an online shopper. <laughs> Yeah, I cool. went to the mall. Side note: I went to the mall yesterday. Was it yesterday?
1: <sighs> <laughs> what it's
0: too much. I used to enjoy shopping immensely. Like I used yeah. to enjoy going into a store and finding stuff. I'm officially an online only girl. Unless it's I have to go much. into these places, y'all ain't never gonna see me at <laughs> yeah. their mall. But also, I went to the American Dream, um, which is
1: massive—a massive, a massive mall here it. in New that mall Jersey. Is- been riddled with bad luck.
0: It's just crazy. <laughs> has anyone been? Any of you guys listening been to the American Dream in New Jersey? It's it's quite an experience. <laughs> yeah.
1: so every month there's like a news article com- finding some problem. Yeah, like there was a person that died on the ski slope. Oh my gosh! Uh, yes. Yeah, there was a. Oh
0: yeah, there's a ski slope in the mall, by the way,
1: <laughs> right. which is like so dope. And <laughs> Very there's cool. a uh, a yard house. A
0: yard house that One has of like our a window fast to fast the.
1: Places. By the way, cheat code. Lemon pepper wings from the Yard House. Yeah. That's all I have to say.
0: And then also tuna poke and nachos. And I, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone.
1: One more. <laughs> one more. One more. Queso dip.
2: <sighs> Stop the, the
1: it. The yard Queso house Queso dip.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Matter of fact, if there's a Yard House within your vicinity, go. Go. That's it.
0: Le- hang 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 us up right now.
1: Just go. Get off the line. Well, play us on the on the ride there. We need you all to listen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the Yard House has a window to the ski ski uh, slope it's
0: beautiful Indoor ski slope. it was so cool
1: um and then there was other issues and and there's always something every month there's something like i think the latest news thing was like they've quadrupled their losses in the last like year or something like that and yeah. i'm like yikes what is this co- what are they going through
0: it's hard and, to manage i think that's a whole nother conversation of like you know, where is the direction of retail going for the future? Like in terms of people's shopping experiences, mm-hmm. is there a way to invigorate it in a way that makes it more interesting? But I think one of the issues with the American Dream is that it's so big. It is is it the biggest mall in the country now? I think it's bigger than the Probably. Yeah, I think it's the largest mall in the country now. It's I massive. I think you
1: hit the nail on the head with the word experience, but here's where I think they've kind of dropped the ball on this because there's they are not they have they are not short on experience, right? Right.
0: yeah they lots have to the do. ski slope mm-hmm. they
1: have the theme park
0: the ferris wheel
1: they have the ferris wheel they have the water park right yeah. but you need experiences that people will go to like low commitment experiences agreed right? like they need a movie theater
0: we said that the last time we were there if they had a movie theater we would go all the time and there's enough space for it gosh darn it right. what else like, y'all doing with all there's this There's like this footage? like
1: third or fourth floor that they have broke like closed off yeah looks like another expansion level for them. I
0: hope they make that they, a theater. They didn't make that a theater. Because y'all remember going to the mall as a kid. Half the time you wouldn't have no money. The point of you going was to go to the movies with your little friends, get a little popcorn, and then maybe like you know walk around the um what was the store at the time? What is the one? The Charlotte Russe. The Charlotte. And walk around the the Charlotte Russe and go home. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I you know the experiential aspect of it. I think with like low level experience, I know I think they've done a good job with like the they have like a little escape room thing, mazes and things like that. But
0: those are high cost. Low frequency items. How many times am I going to an escape room? Uh,
1: yeah, Not true. often. You How many times
0: once. am I going to the Ferris wheel? That's a one and done. The right. m- the movie could be every weekend.
1: What you know what like. We have to solve
0: this problem for them. We're going to resolve. Right? We really yeah, we're going to resolve this issue um,
1: because uh in a, when I read the comments because you know I'm always in the comments. Of course. People are complaining about the parking. Price, oh my gosh, apparently. yeah, when I
0: went yesterday, it's $5 to park y'all. Oh,
1: really? $5? 50.
0: It was def it was very much 50. I thought it was or five like a point dollar. zero zero.
1: <laughs> I'm falling. <laughs> I thought it was like a dollar fifty or two dollars.
0: Nah, not nah, five dollars. and you had told me that before going. So I was like, oh, I'm just you know, whatever, it's not gonna be a big deal. You,
1: was, yeah, I, I've learned that. I don't know what I'm don't talking listen about.
0: To <laughs> because it was five dollars. Okay.
1: Five dollars? Okay, not that
0: a whole McChicken in a fry.
1: I was trying to follow people in their complaints, but yeah, that's something.
0: It's very pricey. So it's $5 to park. And then on top of that, now you got to go in there and actually do the things, which is crazy to me because if I'm going to the American dream, I'm spending my money because why else am I there? Yeah. (laughs) I'm doing something.
1: And I'm going to be honest. I think another issue that they have is accessibility. As far as like, you know, when you see something nice, you want to go in.
0: I agree. Yeah
1: like for example the best example of this is millennium mall in orlando
0: my god if you guys have never been we have been. gone
1: to millennium mall just to be in it
0: yeah it's beautiful the architecture of the of millennium mall is gorgeous it has open glass ceilings which, granted, in Florida you can do because there's not heavy snow compacting on top of anything. But there are sure. ways that architecturally you could bring more visual interest to that space. And it's it's just like a hall An
1: experience, and it, and also the drive up, the mm-hmm. walking in, it's just very inviting. You want to be inside of that mall. Yeah, you want to go in. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It's beautiful. It's, but whereas this one, honestly, if I were like, it's very stark.
0: Yeah, the drive up is it's is leads leads a lot to be desired.
1: desired. I think that's an aspect in the north in general. Like the malls around here, oh. I mean, you go to Short Hills Mall seems similar. Oh it's not like gosh. I don't know what it looks like. There's no facade to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's um, the where we got Golden's spoiled. Golden
1: Garden State Plaza. The
0: guard Oh my gosh, even worse. It's
1: like there's no like entrance. There's yeah. no grand introduction that Mm -hmm. makes me want to come into the space
0: i agree there's
1: something i think because of the weather they have to kind of keep everything enclosed Mm -hmm. because they're like half of the year it's very cold no one wants to be outside but there's you could still make things beautiful
0: yeah they did they spent a lot of time creating this massive thing but didn't spend enough time deciding how to make people feel special being there right. because it really feels like you're just in a big open hallway that a big maze truly. Right. Um, and it's really hard also to find your way through something that large. It's three stories of stuff right? Um, with no, with not great direction. It, right. There's a, there's a lot that they could do with that space. And it's not like it's something that they can just get rid of. It's huge. Just, they can't yeah. just tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need to play over. with the
1: exterior yeah and make it like have a ex- have a moment uh mm-hmm. to come in but anyway we'll solve the uh, American dreams uh-huh. problems I have one oh, yeah. more
0: suggestion what's that not only do they need a movie theater they need a concert hall
1: concert ooh like they, performing they, they a venue, need a, perfor- a performance they venue? need a
0: performance venue and they need ooh, okay another food
1: hall some nightlife
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Yes, because performance venues and things like that inadvertently you can have a bring in people in the evening time. Nightlife. concerts, comedy shows. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what I'm thinking of like um not what's the City Walk?
0: C- yes, like
1: the, in Orlando, there's mm-hmm. this like yes. place where you can go and have drinks, mm-hmm. performances, yes. a movie theater, Very like much. Ha- like yeah. Anyway, we could yeah. solve their problems. And that's
0: another and. question we we're going to ask you. Have y'all been to the American dream? I know of some New Jerseyans who have not gone. And that is very telling. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. There are some people who have not North, been to see North it. Jersey people. North Jersey people. Have you been? If not, I don't blame you. But if you have been, what's your vibe on it? And like what would, what's your take? What
1: would, and what, what would fix it? What do you think uh, would make it better?
0: What would bring you to such a, a massive experiential space? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Okay. Um, and one last thing yeah. about the American Dream. I promise, I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna let y'all hang up the and go do what you guys. Because you were there
1: yesterday, so this yeah, is fresh. this is
0: fresh in my mind. In your mind, yeah. The one thing that is bringing the people to the American Dream is that gosh Jolly Bee. Let me tell the you that Jolly Bee, the the chicken place. <laughs> the chicken. I passed by the Jollibee. They had a line a- around around and out the food court. Really? What is y'all so worried about this Jollibee for? So what they need to do is put three Jollibees at separate corners uh, of the mall. And call it, it fix a Jolli the Jollibee Mall. It's the Jollibee Mall.
1: Yeah. Put a big Jollibee <laughs> logo right on the front of it and yeah. Bring the people in.
0: Y'all go up for Jollibee. So that's the solution.
1: I'm, maybe I have to revisit Jollibee.
0: It I, when I tell you that line was massive, I'm like, well, "What is happening?" Huh. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, enough chatter for today. Thank y'all for listening in. We love y'all so so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know we always are available. If you got any ideas, if you things want to share with us, mm-hmm. um, with regards to home lifestyle, any other any of the matters. Definitely send us a message Mm -hmm. on IG or in Spotify.
0: Y'all know where to find us.
1: Yeah. So this was yet another episode of Lovers and Things. Keep loving the things.
0: And keep loving your people. It's so, so important. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.